you know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k23 as always if you don't yet have your copy make sure you hit the link in our description also in the description sign up and join the discord it's completely free in case you're worried about all that stuff join the discord where you can join the conversation with myself and a bunch of our community where we talk all things nba and other basketball things other basketball leagues and all types of things so get involved over there me and BJ are back once again. NBA media days are still going on. Training camps are beginning. But we're going to circle the block and get back to our series in which we were going through all 30 teams in the NBA and talking about their off-seasons. So today, we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets. We've talked a lot about them and it was always about trades and stuff like that. But we're going to look at some of the moves they made, who they lost, who they signed. But BJ, just from an outset, are you excited to see this Brooklyn experiment part number three, or is it part number four at this point? Well, just as I'm excited to see them, just as excited as I am to see you with this Jimmy Butler's haircut since oh, yesterday, no. oh. I can't get I can't get it out of my mind. I'm I'm, I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> <thinking>. <laughs> I want to see Mo with with the twist. Uh, uh, so, in, in, in saying that, in saying that, I just want to throw that out there. I, I'm not excited. I'm. I, I'm. I want to see them play basketball and figure out how to play together. I mean, it's taken them what three, four years now, and they still haven't put together a stretch of games. When I say a stretch, an 82 game schedule where they find rhythm. I mean, you'll see it for like five or six games, and then you'll see them patch together some things let's put together a, some rhythm now you know Kyrie Katie now are clearly the leaders the best players on the team and now they've surrounded them perhaps was one of their better teams over the last three or four years they have a lot of veterans and you know players who can play and perform play at a high level and let's see how it works out but I am not holding my breath I'm I'm not saying I'm picking this team. However, you know, if things do come together, you have to give them respect. But that's a big if right now in Brooklyn. Well, the last two years, I picked Brooklyn before the season began, and so they failed miserably. So as a true hater, I'm going to pick Brooklyn again this season just to hope <laughs> that they fail. But in all seriousness, let's look at who they've lost. LaMarcus <laughs> Aldridge is a free agent currently Don't know if they're going to bring him back Or where he's going to find a home Bruce Brown signed a free agent contract with the Denver Nuggets Goran Dragic right. joined the Bulls as a free agent Andre Drummond right. also joined the Bulls As a free agent And Blake Griffin is still a free agent And in terms of players they brought in Blake brought Griffin? In... No, I thought, I thought he signed with the Lakers Didn't he sign with the Lakers? Did he? That would be news to me I don't think that they signed. Um, nope. Who is going to sign Blake Griffin? He's still out there. Um, oh, I thought he's... Maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. I don't think he signed because I didn't see him at media day yesterday with the Lakers. But they have added Chris Kioza from the Warriors, Markeith okay. Morris from the Miami Heat, as I told you okay. my theory about the Miami Heat's horrible offseason yesterday, Royce O'Neal from the Utah Jazz, Edmund Sumner as a free agent, TJ Warren from the Pacers, Utah Watanabe from the Raptors, Alondas Williams, and Mark Zegarowski. And then they've re-signed Nick Claxton, David Duke, Castle Edwards, and Paddy Mills. And the important news 
is they talked Kevin Durant, or I don't know if they talked him out of his trade request or forced him out of his trade request, and they got Kyrie Irving to opt in for one more year in Brooklyn. BJ, how unsettling is it for a team to have their two-star players demanding to leave the franchise almost during the offseason and then them being forced to actually stay? Well, I, I think there's no way around it. This was a very awkward summer for the Brooklyn Nets. However, I don't think it's unprecedented as far as player or players demanding trades or upset or what have you. I just think it's the new NBA where we're seeing things happening in real time out front, especially with social media. So, you know, there was... It was very unsettling, has to be, right, for the team, for the owners, players. But they figured it out. You know, they they they've they appear to, you know, to play 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 nice in the sandbox with everyone on day one. And I'm sure there's nothing that, you know, a few wins can't solve because they have the talent to do it. Now, the big question is. You know, I, I think, you know, you, me and others in the in, that covers the NBA, I don't think anyone is expecting them or picking them with the same expectations as even a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. And I think that's what's changed. Now we've said, OK, we've given this experiment a couple of years now. We don't think it's going to work. And maybe that's the that's the recipe that they need, you know, that brings this group together. You know, we keep waiting for Kyrie. We keep waiting for KD. And it, it hasn't happened. You know, they had James Harden there. It hasn't happened. And the one kid, Joe, what's his name? Uh, Joe Harris. got hurt, right? Joe, Joe Harris, Harris got hurt. Be back is he coming back? Is he? He should be. be. Back healthy this year. Okay, Joe is coming back. They have talent. Don't make no doubt about He's it. Fully if they can stay healthy. Yeah, if, he, if they can stay healthy and somehow – improve on the defensive end. I think their style of play is the biggest thing for them is how they're going to play. Without, without, There's no doubt about it. They can score points, but well, they're going to have to figure out how to defend and integrate and, and play a nice, you know, blended style of play. I'm going to talk about our defense in a sec, uh, but the other thing about their star players demanding out is their best player, Kevin Durant, not only demanded out, he demanded that the general manager, Sean Marks, be fired, as well as the head mm -hmm. coach, Steve Nash, be fired. Neither of which actually happened. Do you think that locker room is going to be quite awkward, knowing that the star player does not want the head coach to be there? Do you think that they're going to even listen to what Steve Nash has to say? No, that, that's nothing new. I, I mean, I don't think that's anything new. That's probably half of the NBA right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? That's probably half of the NBA. Okay. And, you know, very rarely, very rarely will you have an entire team that agrees with the coach. Okay. The coach can only play five guys at a time. So that, that leaves a minimum of seven guys over there going, man, why, why aren't I in the game? <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of the NBA. So I think right now they are, as a group, you know, going through their growing pains. And if they can right this ship and, you know, and Coach Nash can figure out how to continue to lead this team, 
you know, it, it'll correct itself. However, if that doesn't happen, I think they have a very short leash or a very, I think their window of opportunity is, it's beginning to close a little bit. Yeah, because the consensus is that Kyrie will not return. You know, the Lakers have got Russell Westbrook still and his contract comes off the books next season. And the expectation is that Kyrie Irving will join the Lakers in free agency to team up with LeBron James once again. Let's talk about that Nets defense that you talked about. Now, looking at their depth chart, looking at their projected starting lineup, I think it is an upgrade this year. Kyrie Irving, obviously not a great defender, but Joe Harris, who can hold his own. Kevin Durant, a long wingspan, very tall, seven foot at that small forward position. Ben Simmons, who we know when he plays, can be a defensive player of the year candidate. And Nick Claxton protecting the paint. I like that defensively in comparison to what they've rolled out before. I think Ben Simmons, if he plays, because nothing is guaranteed in this league, but if Ben Simmons plays, he has the chance to... Well, I said this on my stream yesterday for you guys um, who, who don't know. I stream on Twitch, uh, play a bit of 2K over there. But I said Ben Simmons is my pick for most improved player because all he has to do is get on the court. And he's already the most improved because he didn't play a single game last season that's why i think the nba should have a comeback player of the year award but that's besides the point ben simmons the last time we saw him fully healthy was coming off a season in which he was considered a top two candidate for defense player of the year he can guard one through five he's an extremely strong athlete he's got quickness for his size so he can take on the challenge of guarding the team's other the, the other team's best players the Giannis of the world the jason Tams of the world which takes a little bit of pressure off kevin durant and then Nick Claxton in the paint, protecting the rim. Obviously, with Simmons and Claxton on the floor at the same time, your shooting and spacing isn't optimal. But with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, the offense is always going to flow. And then you've got Joe Harris. You've got guys like Paddy Mills and Seth Curry, who are elite three-point shooters. You've got Royce O'Neal, who can shoot the three ball. You've got TJ Warren, who can come in off the bench, get you some buckets. Cam Thomas as well, developing a nice young player. What are your expectations for their defense and the impact that Ben Simmons can have on the defensive side of the basketball? Well, yeah, I'm just going to be get right to it because I feel like I spent so much time dissecting this team over the years and we just keep talking about things off the court. But it's a, it's a new look team now. So yeah, it, it, not it, potentially it could be, but I, based on what I know about Coach Nash, they're going to want to play fast, which I think is going to compromise their defense. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I don't see them being a very patient offensive team. I don't see this being a, a team that's going to come down and swing the ball from side to side or, you know, move the defense. I think they're going to come down, get the ball to their best player and play out of it. Right. They, they have they'll have three options for sure. They can play through. You can play through Ben Simmons mm -hmm. because of his ability to pass and he's big and he can penetrate and break down the seams and the thing that's going to be interesting about Ben Simmons is that he doesn't have to worry about being double teamed playing with Kyrie and KD of course you have KD and Kyrie but here's the thing that I'm kind of intrigued with by watching them as I'm talking here how are they going to play like because I don't see Ben Simmons suddenly being a spot up player no I don't see Ben Simmons suddenly just being a host player. I don't see Ben Simmons suddenly playing without the ball in his hand. I've never seen him play without 
him having the ball as a primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is going to be either a very awkward situation for Ben Simmons, which he's just going to literally have probably had to stand in the corner and be forced to at least shoot the basketball, whether or not he makes it. That's another topic. Or they're going to have to run some type of unique offense to get him in the play, moving the ball, right? Utilizing screens and so forth. So I don't know how they're going to do it. Now, I know there's things every year coming out, how he's improved his shooting and improved his playing, but I'm really interested to see how they're going to play and utilize him, incorporate him in with this group and see if it can work. He's, he's clearly, a, he's a, he's a talent. No, no doubt about that. But Sometimes, you know, you get to teams or talent where it doesn't fit. You know, you got him, Ben Simmons, you got Kevin Durant. Okay, that's seven is a seven footer and six ten. Then you got Kyrie, you got Joe Harris, and then I'm assuming they'll probably put a big with that, right? Yeah. Um Nick Claxton. Like, yeah. So then then we go from there. Now I I don't know how this is gonna work, really, Mo. I so, I, I really don't know. You know, off the top, you would assume that in transition, they're going to have Ben Simmons pushing the basketball, really attacking on the inside and collapsing the defense for the shooters of the Brooklyn Nets. In the half court, you've got options to use him as a role man in some screen roll action. You can have him down in the dunker spot, but then you can't really play another big and Nick Claxton alongside him because you've got two players that are unable to stretch the floor. So it's going to be tricky to figure it out. I'm not sure how confident I am in Steve Nash being the man to figure out a scheme in which they can get this offense going, given how badly he coached that first round series against the Boston Celtics. But now that their roster looks kind of set, there's no more, oh, is James Harden going to demand a trade? Is he not? There's no more, can Kyrie Irving play? Can he not because of the different restrictions? I believe he can now play everywhere except for Toronto. Kevin Durant is back healthy. Joe Harris is back healthy. So they should have a little bit more consistency going into this. Do you think that they're going to be a team that has a great regular season and carries that into the playoffs? Or do you think that given that they're a bit more of a veteran squad with Katie and Kyrie, they're going to kind of coast the regular season and then turn it up a notch in the playoffs or try to at least because they were doing very well in the regular season up until Kevin Durant's injury last season in which they plummeted with him out of the lineup. Well, I think a lot of that depends on Ben Simmons. I think they're going to need a significant contribution for Ben Simmons to get through the regular season. Why do I say that? It's because you're putting so much pressure on KD and Kyrie on the offensive end. We know that those guys are going to be able to score. I don't care what offense they run. You don't even have to run a play. Those guys can get 20, 25. If you run a play, set them some screens, they'll probably get 35, 40, 50 points. Those guys are very capable offensive players playing and breaking down the defense, double teams, triple teams, so forth. I mean, they are that elite on the offensive end. However, if they can somehow integrate Ben Simmons to be a contributor with this team and fill a void, a la a Draymond Green, mm-hmm. where he can contribute, meaning he can facilitate and really allow them to take one or both of the guys off the floor and play through someone through stretches of the game, I think this team has a real chance. Now, that's a big if, but, you know, I I think Ben Simmons has to, he has to assume an identity on the team. And there's a huge gap that we all know that needs to be filled. And that's the defensive presence. So if he could feel that and hold everyone accountable on that end, 
then I think he's able to do the next thing, which is you got to defend, you got to rebound, and then you got to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. He does all three of those things very well. Now, if he can assume a leadership position where he's the best defensive player on the team, because he should be, he can rebound the basketball because he'll be in rotation and so forth and so on. Okay, he'll do that. And then he's the one of the guys who will rebound the ball and push it out. Now you got KD and Kyrie running and Joe Harris and these guys spacing the floor. Now you're talking about something because he's he's imposed his will on the team because those other guys, when they do run plays or the offense gets stagnant, you can run plays from those two guys, depending on who has a better matchup that night, because those guys are very capable of exploding at any given time. Now you're talking about a team. And if Ben Simmons can do that, now you're talking about something you're saying, okay, because there aren't many teams in the league where their third option will have the talent of Ben Simmons. Yeah. That, that's, that's pretty good now. If he can figure that out or they can figure that out, now you're talking about something. So on talent alone, those two guys, Kyrie and, and KD, they'll, they'll be able to beat half of the league, teams in the league. The better teams – I think they'll struggle with because the other teams will have more discipline. They'll defend. They'll force them to shoot a high percentage. And both of those guys are three point shooters, so forth and so on. Now those guys are always capable of getting hot too, mm-hmm. but I don't think consistently they can beat the better teams in the league. If they're not playing a nice blended brand of basketball. So it's interesting. You mentioned Draymond green, because if you remember back a couple of years ago on our show, heat check on sky sports, that was fun. Uh, I actually proposed before the James Harden, whilst James Harden was still in Houston, I proposed that the Nets actually trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. And the reason why was that I believe Ben Simmons could fill that Draymond Green role. Now, if we look at the two teams, you've got a dynamic point guard who can score the basketball, Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry. You've got a shooting guard that can play defense and shoot threes at an elite rate, Joe Harris, Clay Thompson. You've got Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. And then power forwards, you've got Ben Simmons, uh, Draymond Green. And then at the center spot, the Warriors obviously had the advantage. They had Bogut back there when KD was there. And he's obviously a great playmaker in comparison to Nick Claxton. So I can see some level of similarity between that Warriors team, which Kevin Durant played on, and Steve Nash was an executive coach for, who used to work closely with the players. So I do believe that that is the kind of role that they will try to get Ben Simmons to fill, because Draymond Green is not exactly a prolific three-point shooter either. So I think that they're going to take some elements from the Warriors playbook, potentially, and have Kyrie Irving getting more involved off the ball to get him easier opportunities off the catch rather than have him orchestrate the entire offense. Because like when James Harden was there, they said James Harden's a point guard, Kyrie Irving's the two guard. Now, Ben Simmons can be the point guard. Kyrie Irving can still play off the ball and get easier looks once the defense is in rotation and whatnot to get easier matchups to go score. So how much of that experience of KD and, and Nash's involvement with the Warriors do you think that they can copy over? Well, I, I think they just have to figure out how, how to get these guys all to play together and play and have a nice balance on the court. I, I just think by looking at the team, I think you have to look at how you're going to integrate Ben Simmons and put the ball in his hand because he he really is a he's – a, he's a willing passer. I mean, well, he can break down the defense. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's most effective. Now, KD needs his touches. Kyrie needs his touches. But I think Ben Simmons is arguably the best passer of the group. Mm -hmm. So 
putting him at the four, you know, it's a positionless league now, makes total sense to me. But can he assume that role? You know, the players have to figure out how they're going to play with one another. And, you know, Ben Simmons has been an all-star in this league. And if you watched him throughout his career, he's always played with the ball. So I don't, I think having him play off the ball probably would be new to him. And I, I think there's something they have to figure out now, whether or not it's the exact like the Warriors, I don't know. But surely, I think if you put Ben Simmons at his size, his athletic ability, and allow him to match up as a bigger player on the defensive end, or however they're going to utilize him, I think gives them an advantage. I mean, I think they need an advantage. Whatever it is, Mo, I think they're going to need the following. How to have Ben Simmons contribute to the offensive end by not just being a spot-up player. Yeah. Well, he's, got, he's got to be a threat somehow, and I think the best threat for him to be is a guy who rebounds the ball, pushes out the break. You can run the offense through him to move the ball from one side to another, allow him to be the screener, roll, either finish at the basket or find shooters in the corner. So I, I think it makes sense. And and if they took some, you know, form of that from the Warriors, I think that's I, I think that's a good start for him. I mean. For me, the ideal role for Ben Simmons is to have him on the court with four shooters. So playing Ben Simmons as the center and have him almost running a point center, I'd put Seth Curry in at the two. Joe Harris slides up to the three, Katie slides up to the four. Because that way, like you say, he grabs the rebound, goes, collapses the defense, gets out to the shooters. But even in the half court, if you've got Ben Simmons orchestrating the half court offense with that many shooting options, spacing the floor. Because the struggle for him in Philly was that essentially relegated Joel Embiid to a spot-up shooter because Joel Embiid wants to be on the inside, but they've got him standing around the perimeter. But if you take the option away, clear out the middle completely for Ben Simmons, because let's be honest, he can still get to the rack. Even if you are sagging off him, there are ways in which you can still get to the rack and either score the basketball in the lane or force the double team or help defenders come over and you can hit one of your guys who's um, on the perimeter then the defenders are closing out. I think that would be the optimal way. What's interesting to me about the Brooklyn Nets, though, is it's not just those starting guys. They've got a few interesting players on the bench now that have not been healthy. Joe Harris coming off an injury. But, of course, TJ Warren, we've not seen him play basketball almost since the bubble. He's been struggling with injuries. Markeith Morris as well, ever since he had that incident with Nikola Jokic, hasn't really played. But if those two can play and play mm -hmm. to the level where they played before... They're two very high-level rotation players coming off your bench. Seth Curry coming off your bench. Paddy Mills, oh, yeah. who could be a sixth-man-of-the-year-level talent coming off your bench. Royce O'Neal, who's just come from Utah. I think they've got a nine-man rotation. If you Whatever your thoughts are on Cam Thomas, they could even have a ten-man rotation. That's actually very right. strong. So the Nets actually have some level of depth now, some level of improvement on their defense, and their offense is still going to be ticking over. So... I'm quite high on the Brooklyn Nets the more that I think about it. I think, I don't know what to think and where they're going to finish. Do you have any insights, any predictions as to where you think the Brooklyn Nets? Well, when you look at their talent, when you look at their talent, you're going, this is one of the top four teams in the conference. However, based on what we've seen, we can only go by what we've seen. This team hasn't put it together over the last three to four years for various reasons. Most of, the, most of all, it's been because of injuries. 
players inability to get on the floor availability now if those guys are able to stay on the floor when you talk about the quality of players that you just named you talking about seth curry coming off the bench you're talking about patty mills you're talking about markeith right markeith yep coming off the bench royce o'neill who's been a starter for many years in this league when you start talking about those players and then you can slide KD, Kyrie, or Ben Simmons with the second unit. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now, again, Mo, I, I'm going to take a wait and see approach. Like we've been waiting for them for a couple of years and it hasn't happened. But if they can stay healthy, if we can figure out how, that's a big if, Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons is still coming off. Well, I don't want to forget this, and I and I, I want to make sure Ben Simmons is coming off, back, you know, back surgery. Mm-hmm. So we have to see he hasn't played. So we're assuming that he's just going to come back and play. And now, hopefully that's the case. But it's still, that's a major surgery. It's going to take him some time, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll see him, you know, because he's a very active player and very athletic very fast and if he comes back and they can gain a rhythm where they play 25 30 games in a row with this group now you're talking well you're talking about something they i like i like what they have on paper what when do they finish this season i i think they finished third or fourth and then in the playoffs how far can they go i i think i think i think it's realistic for this team to uh, to get to the conference finals i really do I really okay. do. I don't think they, I, I don't think consistent, cons, I don't think their consistency, you know, is as good right now as Milwaukee. I don't think they're consistent as Philadelphia. You know, up until the recent thing with the Celtics, I thought the Celtics were ahead of them because they had a style and a system of play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if their talent is able to come together and utilize this 82 game schedule to play and find their rhythm and find their flow, this is a very, very dangerous ball club because of the talent and they, they have talent and they have depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, that's, that's a lot of depth over there, you know? And I mean, you're talking about adding Ben Simmons, you're talking about adding Joe Harris to the mix. I mean, those, those are quality players. Okay. And I, I think if you can add those two players to any roster, I think you're going to be a little better if they can find flow, rhythm, space on the floor and how to operate. Now, you know, Kyrie's going to be there full time. You know, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing, but that's a big if. That's a big if. We're talking about the Nets. And as they say, this is the NBA. Something's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um We'll, we'll go from there. We'll you be there to talk know. about it. That's for sure. You, you never know. Well, BJ, while we're talking about Brooklyn, I want to stay on Brooklyn, but go slightly off track just a little bit. We talked no. about Zion Williamson yesterday. Don't owe me. You don't even know what I'm going to say. I want to talk about something <laughs> that you sent me. at What time did you send me this? At 2.57 a.m. So don't owe me. This is what you sent to me. Okay. Zion Williamson. We spoke about yesterday did his press conference, and he talked about Brooklyn's very own, the Notorious B.I.G., on how Biggie's Ready to Die album helped him with his resiliency. This is the clip. Me, 
um, the uh, Notorious B.I.G. album, uh, Ready to Die. That uh, that album, lyrically, uh, how he talked about stress, what he was dealing with, just feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders and you feel like you're standing alone. Uh, that album really helped kind of shift my mindset and just find a true resolve within the game. Uh, I'm 22. I've been through a lot in the past years, some change. Uh, some things, you know, you wish didn't happen, but from that album, you just learn. And that's, that's life. Things are going to, things are going to happen and you just got to roll with them. So that was the album that inspired Mr. Zion Williamson. So my question to you, PJ is if you had to pick one album, if you were going to spend the next year getting in shape to play in the NBA and you had to pick one album to keep you inspired, which album would that be? <laughs> you know, that, that was a very interesting clip. You know, that comes right off the top. I have one album because it's, it's always... Whenever I get into my work mode you know i have to i always have to think of you know obviously got to have talent mm -hmm. but it's business mm -hmm. and i would the title of my album would be paid in full <laughs> <laughs> by eric b and rock Kim. <laughs> yes because you know sir. what oh, thinking of a master plan <laughs> ain't nothing but sweat inside oh i'm sorry i forgot that's another show that's another show hey, okay uh, i hear it, I hear it. if you're not thinking of a master plan mm -hmm. if you're not putting in that work then what else is there to talk about what else is there to talk about mo i ain't no joke i'll tell you that mo. one you know what i'm saying you know what i mean mo you know what i'm saying so I hear you know, it. I hear my man it. said I, I, I took seven in C's and put them in a line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mo, that's what I'm saying. Mo, okay. whatever you that's bring, your go to. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, it's got it, just it fits everything I'm doing. It puts me right there. You know what I mean? But whatever you need to get yourself ready, I you hate know, whatever you need to get I yourself hate. ready. Do, do you know what I would people, pick? Yeah, what would you? Can pick? you guess? What do you think? You know me quite well. What do you think I would pick? Probably gonna go with some grind music though, and I'm not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm no, probably, no, no. I'm we'll keep it. Familiar. We'll keep it U.S. We'll keep it U.S. We'll keep it U.S. Uh, I'm not as familiar with the grime. We'll scene, talk about you know grime another just day. Just get caught you know up on the grime. I need, I, mean? I need you to get to London before we talk about grime. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we'll keep it US right now. You know, you know what, what album? You know what I mean? Because I got to get up on this, my man. What's my man? Akala? Is that my man? Akala? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got to get, I got to get caught up because you sent mm -hmm. me that. I'm like, okay, I'm mm -hmm. feeling him. Uh, yeah, you know I sent, I sent BJ uh, some Akala yesterday. I've sent BJ yeah, a bunch. Nah, I sent him some yeah. nine, some pop paper. That's more hip hop, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. We'll get to it. But uh, do you know which which album I'll pick? U.S. album. You probably gonna pick Jay Z. No politics is usual. Wow, you uh, know what I'm saying. Yeah, I was thinking of a whole album. 
I was thinking of a whole, I've had that whole verse on repeat. I, you, you know, his verse on DJ Carlos album that dropped recently. I've had that verse on repeat. Oh, when, I, when I went to, okay. when I went to see BJ out in LA, BJ took me to his office and the one lyric from Jay-Z today goes, judge us how you judge. Oh, the, he said, uh, we just corner boys with the corner office. And yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Judge us how judges say we go in corporate. No, we just corner boys with the corner office. And then I went to uh, BJ's office and he's got the corner office on the top floor. Uh, but, uh, the album I would pick yeah, who is the pick? album I listen to every day of my life. And that is Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle. Oh, really? Every time okay. you want to get okay. in the right frame of mind, just how the album begins. Okay. I'm prolific. I'm so gifted. I'm the type that's gone, go get it. No kidding. Just straight I off the bat that. of that. I respect that. I respect Victory. that. I re- Victory lap. That's the gospel. I respect right there. that. Let us know on social media what albums you guys like to listen to. Do you know my favorite album to listen to though when I hoop? Do you know my, my favorite one to put on? What's you that? won't like it. What's that? Dirty Sprite 2 by Future. When I've, <laughs> when I've got control of the speakers in the gym, I put on Dirty Sprite 2. <laughs> I just do your uh, some flip flops. Uh, that, that just gets me in the mood. My go to, my go to, my go to when I was younger and I was was hooping, playing, was criminal minded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was my because and the reason I love that is because. You know, there was KRS-One, right? right? Oh, KRS-One, yeah. the Blastmaster, you know, mm-hmm. the teacher. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I love that because there was the person and then there's a player. And the player was always different than the person. And it was just, it, and they just it just got me where I needed to be. You know, I would always play that in the car. I wouldn't listen to it any other time other than on game day. Mm-hmm. I, that was that was my go-to, the Blastmaster, because he was teaching. You know what I mean? He was teaching. I hear. But yeah, we could go on, man. That's, that's beautiful, though. But yeah, if you if I had one, Eric B and Rakim, shout out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Seventh Seal. Shout out to the Seventh Seal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. That was another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. We're going to keep breaking down each and every team as the season gets closer. We're going to have to start maybe doubling up some episodes, though, doing two teams in one. So stay tuned and stay ready for that because the season is approaching faster than you might think. We're less than a month away, about three weeks away now. We got games this Friday, right? Yeah, we got the Warriors and we got the Wizards. And then we got uh, the Clippers, right? Oh, yeah, the Clippers are playing Maccabi Ranana. I don't know where, what the deal is with them, but they're playing as well. And then we've got preseason beginning. Grizzlies and Bucks, Wizards and Warriors playing again in Japan. And then we've got a whole bunch of preseason. We're going to see the Celtics take on the Hornets. These are nice early tip-offs for the UK audience as well. That'll be 6 p.m. UK on Sunday. Nice. I can't wait. But anyway... Beautiful. 
It's been another episode. Make sure you hit the link in the description, get your copy of NBA 2K. Make sure you hit the link in the description to come and join the Discord, come and join the conversation where you can find the channel to suggest topics, questions, hot takes, trade proposals for BJ and I to react to live on the show. So make sure you get involved in over there. And until next time, you guys know the vibe. Share with a friend, tell a friend, follow, leave a review, leave a rating, all that good stuff. And most importantly, get buckets.